Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. We've just seen Tottenham Hotspur beat Watford 1-0 at home. I've got Eric from uh, Texas with me. Hello, Eric. Welcome back. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, mate. So, guys, we're just doing a quick, uh, a quick post-match reaction from Eric, one of our super fans in the US. Eric, another one-nil win, three-nil, three wins in a row, top of the table, all looking good, eh? From a neutral viewpoint, just looking from the outside, looking in, yeah, top of the table, that's good. Arsenal's at twentieth, not like we care about them, but mm-hmm. no, top of the table, that's good. Three points, three games, three wins in a row uh, in the Premier League. But looking at this, looking at the Man City game, Wolves game, and the game today, we can't keep winning like this. Yep. And, you know, when when I watched the game against Pacos uh, on Thursday, it was a good game then again, but it's Pacos, though. I mean, that was the first game this season, uh, regular season, not preseason, that we scored more than one goal. And um, I was hoping to see that against uh, Wofford today, you know, we can't keep up with these one nil wins. Now, a positive I can get out of this, uh, these one nil wins is that we're, keep, we're actually winning one nil, unlike last season. Um, but we, we can't keep winning like this. And, uh, hopefully over the international break, I know some players are going to be gone. Hopefully we can, I just felt like we were too slow. I mean, we were, uh, Warford wasn't a threat to us defensively. It's just like when we were in transition, we were too slow and allowed Warford to get man behind the ball just too easily. And, couldn't get forward. So let me let me put it to you. So basically, we've played three games. We've won one nil. I agree with you. We're not scoring a lot of goals. Three clean sheets. So the defense is going good. So outwardly, as you said, it's three wins. It's great. But what do you think is you know what's happening? That's you know thinking that you know when we come against the better teams, we're going to struggle. What things do you need? Do you think we need to do better? I feel like our shape has been good, um, even though Wolves kind of like took us out of it a little bit. But today our shape was good, and against Man City our shape was good. I just think we're, we're missing a piece. We're missing a couple pieces. One, I, I love Tanganga, but I don't think he offers anything else uh, going up the field on that right flank. Um, I heard we're in for Emerson right now. Uh, another thing is we're missing creative in the midfield you know yeah. it's like whenever we're in this transition we got to make our own chances you know there's not someone feeding into the box I mean when when Tengang was on that right side I don't I, there was one situation towards uh, uh middle of the second half he's on the right side he didn't even take one glance into the box he's looking at Sun who's coming short to him or Hobia coming short to him then take not one look into the box and I feel bad for Kane because he didn't get any service today and so I feel like we are missing a, a creative uh, midfielder. I think they see Los Celso as being that creative midfielder. It's definitely not Deli Alley, but we, we, we don't have that one, that one guy kind of like Erickson to just out of nowhere, put a ball into the box or put a ball here and there. Yeah, that is something we're missing. Let's take it from the back. So in the terms of defense, you know, it's been difficult for Reguilón today because Ismail Asar is a really good player. He's got a lot of speed. Um, how do you think the the cent- let's start with the centre backs? How did the centre backs do? You know, Dyer and Sanchez. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Davison Sanchez did good against Man City. He was a little shaky over Hampton, but he came back and, and performed well today. He he, you know, he, he led from 
the back. You know, he looked he look animated in his defending. You know, he's telling when he makes a tackle, you know, he's throwing assists or when, you know, yelling at his teammate. Um, he, he looked good today. Dyer looked good today, putting his body on the line. First shot of the game was blocked yep. with his head. And, you know, that that's that's something we need. And uh, um, I feel like it's time would still tell because I thought uh, that Man City game was just a one-off game. I was like, okay, no way he does that the next game. But uh, it, like I said, three three games, three clean sheets, no you know, no goals, three wins. Defense looking good so far. But I, I, I just me like because I we've we've seen Dyer and Sanchez, we know what they can become. Yeah, yeah, so no, that's exactly. why that's why yeah, I don't want to give credit. That's why I don't want to give credit. So yeah, sure. No, I think they played well. But if let's assume we bought QT Romero to come in and play, which one does he replace in those two for you? Dyer. Okay. And um, when we lost Alderville, we're wondering who can play those long diagonals now. Turns out Donaldson can play them. Yeah. Dyer can play him. Romero can play him. We saw him against that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think he would probably replace uh, Eric Dyer. Yep. Okay, so for Tandanda, you said you were happy with his defending, but not giving us much going forward, really. The crosses into the box weren't great quality, but I think that's going to come with experience. How do you think Reguilón? I, so I think Reguilón struggled a bit with Saar because, you know, again, another really fast player, really skillful player. How do you think Reguilón did against Saar? He struggled. Yeah, he didn't know how. You, you can see as the game progressed, he's trying to figure out ways how to defend him. Should I go to him, back off of him? And towards the end, we kind of found out, you know, they just didn't want him on the ball at all. They just, you know, try to follow him, shake him, you know, off the ball. It's kind of like uh, what Tanganga was against Charlie last week. It was yep. Reguilon against Saw this yeah, week. Exactly. Was, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a good analogy, actually, yeah. And uh, I think Reguilon was lucky not to get booked in the first half, first yeah. few minutes, actually. Because if yeah. he gets booked there, he's going to be in trouble. But um, I think Saw is going to give a lot of people a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. So let's go into the double pivot, uh, Hoybeg and, and Skip. How did they perform for you? Great. 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 Uh, <laughs> I think the funniest moment of the game was um, Sissoko skying it over. <laughs> and I'm like, I like Washington fans. You should get always. used to that. I know. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the other end of that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but no, no. Uh, this it's a perfect pairing. I think they they, they match each other's skill set. Their uh, their IQ, Skip's IQ. Say he's like 19, 20 is uh, pretty high. He he can run the midfield uh, even by himself. But I prefer the double pivot of Javier and Skip. And so yeah, I, I can't wait to see what next year is going to be like with uh, Sar. Yeah, but um, yeah. This, I think this, this uh, Hoybeg, How do you think Hoybeg did? I think he had a better game today. What's your view? Man of the match. Yeah. Man of the match. Like I said, I think that that skip and Hoybeg pairing, that pivot, that they do a good job of protecting the back line. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably what helped. Uh, that's what's helping us, you know, keep these clean sheets as yeah. them two in front of us. So, yeah. I think it's no coincidence that, that we've kept three clean sheets when Skip and Hoybeck protecting Dan Sanchez and Dyer, etc. Yeah. So I think that's working well. And now the, the middle three, Bergwijn, uh, Deli Ali and Sun, I mean, uh, we'll come to the Sun goal, but how did they do for you? Bergwijn, it, it's like, it's, I think, it's, I wouldn't say it's a lack of confidence, it's just, it seems to me he, he doesn't know what to do sometimes. He doesn't know his opponent. 
you know, you know, the, the, the right back he was up against today, you know, stand him up and run at him. I mean, that's, that, that's what he's good at, his pace and his creativeness. And I just feel like he's not, he's not, uh, using, he's not doing what he is good at. And so I, I just, I, I don't know what's that like. I'm always support Bergwijn because I got a jersey of him and I don't want to go to waste like my Indomitable jersey. Yeah. So, um, but no, I just, I, I don't know. I just, he needs to just keep pushing, keep pushing. And, uh, yeah, uh, Deli Alley, I said on the first episode I was here, I don't know why he's here. It's like, I don't know why we're keeping him here. It's like, we are owing him something. I mean, it's like the whole mentality is like, oh, he's supposed to come good. He's supposed to come good. It's been three seasons. He hasn't come good at all. The last time we saw a decent Deli Alley, was well well we all know the the 16 17 season and he kind of fell off but still you know maintained some high level during the 17 18 but after that it's just non-existent and i i don't know why he's still here i don't it's like we're trying to make him come good he i don't think he can come good and and it's sad to say it but i feel like it would be best for him Deli Ali can take the the the, the path of Lingard you know, move to another team and come good, and I'll be happy for him. But just yeah. he's just not offering us anything, you know, right now. And Son? Son, good, good. You know, the free kick, obviously, you know, lucky. Well, I, I wouldn't say lucky. I mean, that's, it's that's what it goes. Error. It's a goalkeeping error, Go, really. Goalkeeping error, and, and yeah. And, and also, a goalkeeper is taught to, you know, wait till, like, it, it clears the man, you know, before he makes moves just in case it comes off you know, deflection or anything like that. But, yeah, it is a goalkeeping error. But I always say this, that a good ball, a good cross is a cross aimed on target. You know, all the cross needs just a good flick on. And so I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's like it, it was a good cross that happens to go in. Yeah. Uh, but, no, so some played a good game, you know. Um, I just wish uh, – we, we haven't seen that, that Sun and Kane connection yet this year. And I yeah. don't know what's going on there because – in the Wolves game, when Sun came off for Kane, I'm like, I mean, neither. Oh, why don't you want to leave two of your best season, best goal scorers on the field? And same with today when he came off uh, for uh, Hill. So. And well, how yeah. do you think Harry Kane's performed now that all this, you know, all this palaver about the transfers off and everything like that, and he's back into the fold? He started the game today. How did he do? Going back to what I said about the whole creative midfield, that's what we need. And, and that's what Kane needs, really. I mean, we, we saw the chance uh, towards the end of the game where that was, it was a great save by the keeper. I think that was like his only ditch. Well, well, Lucas and the ball filled away from him. Uh, but no, we, that's, and, and that's what I was going to go back on was the creative midfield. And that's what Kane needs, you know, because like I said, we're trying to create chances for ourselves, you know, by running out of opponents and all this and stuff with a good flick ons and, you know, slight ball over the top, but Kane needs that creative midfielder. And, and he was the creative midfielder for us last season. Sure. sure. Um, I mean, we saw that again. He was dropping deep, wasn't he, to get the yeah. ball because he wasn't mm-hmm. getting it. If we had a, a, an Ericsson there feeding it, he wouldn't have to worry about that. He wouldn't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. So another good win, Eric. Um, three, as I said, three points again. Um, now, what about the, the Watford team? If there's any player, for, which players on the Watford team were you impressed with? Sorry, just because we oh. couldn't, yeah. just because we couldn't uh, get a hold of him. 
And and I, I guess that's why we look at Charlie because we need someone that that caused uh, opponent uh, cause trouble for opponents. I mean, we got Kane and Son, but you know that's just two of the three of the front three we're trying to pair up with. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I think we need someone like someone like Troy, but not Troy. You get me? Yep. What about Saul? Would you take Saul over Troy already? No. Okay. And the reason for that? Sorry, Saul is good. Saul is good. Um, but I feel like Troy already, you know, the trend recently, you know, the trend recently in the league is pace and power. And, yeah. and and that and Charlie is the definition of that. Whether it is an end product or not, I feel like end product is something that can be worked on. Uh, but uh, I, I I definitely take Charlie over Star. And and, and Star is a nice player. I can see him yeah. maybe one day playing for Liverpool, man. But I just think we need someone aggressive that can just go at an opponent. Yep, yep, yep. And I think what do you think about Lucas Moura when he came on? He brought something different. He he, he brought more to the game than Bergwijn. You know, he, yep. like, like I said, that Kane chance, you know, that was all made out of him. And, you know, and, and Lucas likes to run out of opponents and say he's like, a, you know, a five foot nine guy. He been, you know, he's pretty strong at going around an opponent and running at him. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Excellent. So final thoughts on the game then, Eric, you know, just a summary for us and all the fans and the viewers outside. What's your final summary on the game? Got to get better. I mean, this, this is not... You know, this is not this is not what we need to be playing. And I get the comparisons of Nuno and and, and Jose, and it, it's just, it's. I wouldn't say it's the same style. I mean, it is the same style, but I think the difference in what's been helping us keep these one nil wins has been Nuno's expectations when it comes to fitness and you know having your mind focused throughout the whole game, where you can, you know, you have the fitness where you can go, we can play two games, and you know, yeah. so there's this lack of I mean, we don't have relapse to focus uh, in the in the game like we used to with uh, Jose, and, and that's no just to Jose because I love him. But uh, I, I think fitness has helped us keep these one 0 wins, even though we need to be scoring more. So, yeah. yeah. So now, just to finish off, we've got a few days left in the transfer window. What would you ideally like to see in the final days of the transfer window? Who do you want us to sign? I like whatever the rumors say. I mean, the the, the kid out of Barcelona, Mariba. Yep. Mariba. Um, apparently he turned us down for Leicester because of his dad and Asian issues. But no, yep. that, that would have been the player I would like. Um, but uh looks like that's not going to happen. Emerson, uh, the, what I, I, I mentioned earlier when talking about Tanganga, Emerson can definitely offer us someone upfield. And, you know, he, he can sometimes play as a right back or a wing back role, which I think that would be beneficial to Nuno because we saw the, uh, excuse me, uh, we saw the, uh, three back against on Thursday. And I thought, you know, that's something we need just in case we have to fall back on something if the, the 4-3-3, you know, goes away. Might want to fall back on that three back. And uh, so, yeah. Okay. Emerson, I definitely need a creative midfielder. I don't know who that will be. Yeah, nobody um, knows who that would be, yeah. But that's something we, I think we all fans agree we need something creative. We thought it was going to be Tonga and Dombele, but it looks like he might be going. Yeah. He's not going to be hanging around. We thought that would be good. Maybe La Celso could fill that gap. But we do need another option, I think. There's somebody creative, as you said, can make a pass through the eye of a needle, release Kane or Son into goal and score. Yeah. And, you know, that's not happening. Okay, buddy. 
Thank you very much, Eric. Appreciate you, you taking the time so quickly after the match to give us your thoughts. Uh, and we'll hopefully talk to you after the Crystal Palace match. What's your prediction for the Palace match? Next one is Palace away. Palace away is still hurts part. That's tough. Yeah. And, um, but Palace hasn't been looking good under Patrick Vieira. Well, they had a good draw yesterday. At, had at a good draw yesterday, too, but they, to me, I just think they should be. And, and West Ham is a good team. I just think Crystal Palace, I thought they would have been doing better. Um, I say hopefully a 2-0 win. Or 2-1, 2 2-1. 2-1 to Tottenham. Okay, mate. And you're going to give us a come on your Spurs before we go? Again? Yeah, always, mate. Always. It's part of the, it's part of the episode. Oh, <laughs> really? Come on, you Spurs. Excellent. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Right. And we uh, will, everybody, look forward to seeing Eric again on the next podcast. This is Ray from London, Spurs 9501, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much, everybody, and take care. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.